The name of my message is called Put Away Your Foreign Gods. Put away your foreign gods. You can't bring the foreign gods into 2021. You've got to put away the foreign gods. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you and I praise you this evening in the name of Jesus. I give you glory and honor and praise today, oh God, for giving me an opportunity to stand before your people. I thank you, God, in the name of Jesus that all is well with my soul. I thank you that you're the God that sits high and looks low. I give you praise, oh God, that as I decrease this evening, that you will increase in me. I ask that you will anoint the ears and open the hearts of each and every person that is under the sound of my voice, God, whether it be right here or whether it be later on that someone will hear this message, that they will receive, understand, retain, and apply this word in the name of Jesus. We say thank you, God. And if you're ready for the word, will you give God some praise? Would you give him some praise? He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We thank you this evening. I'm going to be coming to you this evening from um, the book of Genesis, and I'm going to be reading chapter 35, verse 1 through 7. I'm going to be looking at some other scriptures, but I want to read 35, 1 through 7. But uh, before I get into the reading of the word, I just want to break some things down to you, because when you read each chapter in the book of Genesis, well, any, any book in the Bible, you you, you do understand that uh, there's so many, it is so power-packed, it is so, so power-packed. And if we were to write a story about our lives, and we started back maybe 20, 30 years ago, we know that everything didn't happen right away, amen. We understand that everything was a series of timing, and so this is what is going on. And every time you read the Bible, this is how you have to read the Bible. It's not A, B, C, and D. It's about A. We got to look at the time frame. And so uh, when we observe that this chapter, it gives us an account of Jacob's going to Bethel and building an altar there by the order and direction of God, Genesis 35 and 1, where Deborah, Rebecca's nurse, died and was buried. Genesis 35 and 8, and there where God appeared to Jacob, confirmed the new name of Israel he had given him and renewed to him the promise of the multiplication of his seed and, and of their inheriting the land of Canaan in 35 and 9, all which is grateful acknowledged by Jacob were erected a pillar in the place and called it Bethel in memory of God's gracious appearance in, 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 in him there. And then in 14, uh, he says, hence journeyed toward his father's house and on the way Rachel, uh, his wife, she fell in travail having her son and she died. So throughout this whole chapter, but I'm only going to concentrate, I'm going to concentrate on just uh, a few verses from 1 to 7. And then I'm going to talk about, because what I find is that there's people, even though we went through so much trials and tribulations and so much trauma and so much this and that, we still haven't understand that we cannot bring the foreign gods with us. We cannot compromise this year, people of God. The reason why you and I are still alive is because we set our eyes in the flint. We've made up our mind that we're going to serve God, but we got to do it with all, all self, the whole of you. All of you have to come to this place. And so in the book, in this book it says, um, then God said to Jacob, Arise and go to Bethel and dwell there, 
and make an altar to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. And Jacob said, and Jacob said to his household, and this is the verse that I'm going to be concentrating on tonight. And Jacob said to his household and to all who are with him, put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves, change your garments, and let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and <clears throat> has been with me in the way which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands, and the and the earrings which were on their ears and Jacob hid them under the timber tree which was in Shechem and they journeyed to the and they journeyed to the uh, and the terror and the terror of, of God was upon well, upon the cities and all in other words and that were all around them. And could you read this for me? I don't have my glasses. And they did not pursue all the sons of Jacob. Right here. I don't have my glasses. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan. He and all the people who were with him, and built an altar there, and called the place El Bethel, because the God, because their God appeared to him where he fled from the face of his brother. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. So what happened here is this, and I need to give you a little background on why what was going on in verse 34, 33, and 34. They went to this place, the Shechem, and what happened is that when Dinah went out to visit the women, the sisters in, in this particular place, and what happened is that uh, this man's son saw her and he lay with her and he, he had her had intercourse with her. Uh, I don't know whether he raped her, if it was her consent or whatever, but the point is that this should not have been done. And so what happened when, when Simeon and Levi came from out of the, the, the field uh, where they were tending their flocks, what happened is they were angry. And so uh, Tamar, um, the, uh, uh, Shechem's uh, father, went and said to Jacob that give us your daughter and my son wants your son and I want to marry her. And the boy said, look, uh, what happens is this. He said, um, And he said, um, I want to marry her. I'll give her as much dowry as you ask. So what happened is, these two, Levi and Simeon, they, you know, Simeon and Levi, Levi was two of uh, uh, Leah's children. What happened is that they were angry because you don't do this kind of stuff. What happened today, if we do not understand that we cannot mix with the world, so what they did was they, they tricked them. And I want to show something to you guys that I've noticed, and every time I see and I read this, it, it jumps up off of the page to me because what it says, 
it says here, they tricked them and said, um, the boy's father said, let us get ourselves circumcised. And I, I want you to go back and read this because this is very important to see how subtle people are. He said, aren't all their captains going to be ours? Once we get with them, they all everything that belongs to them is going to be ours. Even though they were wrong, even though they knew they were wrong, the thing is that there was subtleness going on even in that segment. So today I want to share with you guys, when we come to come to the understanding of where we are and what time it is and understand of what's going on around us, we cannot walk in the flesh. We got to walk in the spirit because there's suffering going on all around us, including in the church. Amen. Subtle. People are very subtle. And so what I'm, what I'm here to share today is that when he said, God said, now remember, Simeon and Levi, what they did, you got to read chapter 34, they, after, on the third day when the men were sore from the cutting, from the circumcision, they went and they killed everybody. They killed everybody. Amen. So you must understand that Jacob and his family are strangers in this, in this location. So that means Jacob said, oh, you guys have caused me problems. But even when we are in problems, when God is for you, who can be against you? I don't care what we are facing. And people, I, I'm not a, 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 a gloom and doom preacher. But God has been telling me for since last year, early last year, God said, pray against civil disobedience. God's been telling me to watch and pray. Pray against civil disobedience because I'm sorry, and I hate to say this, but we haven't seen anything yet. And if we, but if we pray, and I know we're not the only one that's praying, we can divert that. Because see, the enemy's job is to cause havoc in our country. They're trying to cause us to, 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 break, to, to, to break up from within. But God always has a remnant. He told Elijah, you're not the only one. I got some people out here that's praying. He told Paul, don't be afraid. I got people in this place. And God is saying to you and I, I am depending on you. And you and you and you. We cannot play pussyfoot this year. We got to pray like we have lost our mind. And that's why I ask people to take this list home and pray about it. Because God says, I don't want you to hit and miss. There's things we got to pray because they're trying to overrule God's will. But we can stop it from happening, people of God. And so God told Jacob, Go and build me an altar at Bethel. Jacob says, okay, you all, we're going into a different direction now. So you're going to have to put away your foreign gods. You're going to have to change your clothes and purify yourselves. What is God saying to us? God is saying, look, I am not going to go along with the foreign gods. I have tolerated you guys for a long time. I have allowed you to do the things that you want to do. I shut you down for a whole year and some of you still in the same place. You still have not stopped watching Hell's Box Office. 
you're still watching Netflix, you're still going to the movies and watching people naked, you're still going to the movies where they're cussing, you're still watching Medea and think that it's funny, God is saying, no, no, no. Put away your foreign gods. Change your clothes and purify yourself. Purify your mind. The spirit of your mind. We got to get to a place where we understand that it's not the same. We are in a different era, people of God. Things are different. Things are different. We got to change the way we do things. We cannot continue to do what we used to do. We have to change our ways. We got to change our thought process. We got to change our lives. We got to change our clothes. I thought about this when, when, we, when, 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 when I was preparing this message. For, don't, don't laugh, you guys, but I've been preparing this message for seven months. And every time I would go into and I look, and God is saying, not yet, not yet, not yet. But when I went to deal with it this time, God said, it's for now. Yeah. It's for now. Why? Because my people still, they haven't got, they haven't got the understanding of what time it is. They haven't come to the realization that I'm coming back soon. They still are in their old clothes. They're still filthy. They're still filthy, mentally, physically, emotionally, and all over the place. And God is saying, no. God said, change your clothes. Change your garments. I remember when Joseph was getting ready to go see the king. He was in jail, remember? The first thing he did, he shaved and he changed his clothes. We got to get ready to see the king. The king is coming. And we got to make up our mind that when the king comes, we he's looking for spotless and wrinkle-free children. He's looking for people that wants to give him their whole heart. He wants you to pant after him like the deer pant after the water broke. So our soul got to pant after him. He says, change your garment and purify yourself. He has justified you, but you and I got to purify ourselves. And we got to start in the minds. Yeah. In the mind. If you continue to do the same thing that you've been doing last year, it's, it's you're not going to get nowhere. We're supposed to be making vertical steps. Coming closer to Jesus Christ. And so, so when I think about, it talked about changing your, 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 changing your garments. And, and this, 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 this tells me that they were possessed with the Canaanites' idols. They were worshiping Baal and Ashtoreth. They were doing things that was not. Sometimes you are in a place and your children is not in the same place or your family. And you got to remember that, hey, everybody is not on the same page. And what am I talking about? I am talking about when Rachel stole her father's gods and Jacob said he did not have the gods. Even though she saw all of what God was doing with her husband, she still did not understand that you cannot serve God and mammon. Can't handle, you can't hang out with the false gods. 
change your garments. In the Bible, it's an outward manifestation of an in inward transformation. We got to change our garments. We got to purify ourselves in order for God to continue to grow, glorify Himself in us. There are times in our lives when our friends or our family can cause us much trouble. Or sometimes we ourselves can bring on unnecessary problems in our lives. We are now living in a new, like I said, new era, but we must renounce and remove those things and people that will cause us to falter in our walk with God. We got to. I know this message may not be because you, you probably say, well, how can I put away this one? No, you don't have to put them away like that, but you can say, hold it, hold it. I don't do that no more. I don't go to that place no more. I don't look at those kinds of movies no more. I don't talk like that no more. I remember one time I told, I told one of my clients years ago, she was saved, I was Catholic, and I, I have very foul mouth, praise God for my deliverance. And I asked the lady when I found out that she was saved, I knew her for a long time, and I said, how is it that you allowed me to talk the way I talk in front of you and you never said a word. You never said, I don't need to listen to that kind of conversation. We need to take, make a decision and say, look, I don't need to express, expose my ear to that. We need to change our method of dealing with people and sometimes even family members. Because if they're not where you are in the kingdom, that's what's gonna happen. We need to, we, we don't need to bring the baggage from 2020 into 2021 if we intend to go higher in God, amen? We really don't. And so, like I said, we gotta think, rethink our position we got to take an inventory on ourselves and see where we're at, where we're going, and where we intend to be if we live to see the end of 2021. Because should Jesus tarry, should he tarry, he's expecting you and I to be that light. You heard what was said this evening? Mom, you didn't go to prayer last week. you got to be going to prayer this week. And not by one person. That lets you know that her light is not under a bushel. It is on top of a hill. And we got to be that shining light for our family members. Amen. When they see it, it's going to make them want to come closer. That's right. We got to be the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So we cannot bring our baggage from last year. We cannot continue to do the things that we used to do. We got to change our garments. We got to put away the foreign gods. And when what Jacob was saying was this when they killed, when Simeon and Levi killed all the people in, in that in, in Shelly, that's the name of the place where they were, right next to Shechem. What they did was they stole all the people's stuff. They took their earrings and they took probably took their gods because again, just because you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it doesn't mean that your people will follow you exactly. I remember years ago, I told a friend of mine that was going through a lot of stuff and I said, have you ever thought that maybe your family is in, in voodoo and witchcraft? 
And when she got to find out, she found out that they were. So you don't know what the people are doing. You really don't know. And that's why we got to not only pray for ourselves, but we got to pray that God will turn our family's heart over, turn their heart in, and set them free from whatever they're mixed up in. Because we don't know what a person is doing. You don't know what they're doing. And so, as I said, so because what, what, what are we talking about when we talk about foreign gods? When the Israelites invaded Canaan under Joshua in 1406 BC, the Canaanites worshipped local gods known as Baals, Baalim. Baals was believed to be the son of El, the, the, uh, and the, uh, the El Semitic word for God uh, shared by the Israelites and the Canaanites. Baal means Lord or Master. So they heard Lord, so they thought we're talking about the same Lord. No, no, no. That's why Jesus said, it's not everybody that say Lord, Lord is coming in. No. So then Ashtoreth, Ashtoreth, the concert of Baal was a Canaanite fertility goddess who had attracted, attracted the worship of some Israelites over since in the invasion of Canaan in 1406. And you'll find it in Joshua, uh, Judges chapter 2 and verse 10 to 13. So in early days, Ashtoreth Carmen was a center of Ashtoreth worship in the time of Abraham. So I'm saying all of this to let you know that just because they're Israelites, right now, right now as we speak, why do you think God told us to pray for Jerusalem and pray for Israel? Do you understand that 95.5% of the Israelites are secular? They're secular. There is a few of them that believe in God. There is a few of them that read their Torah every day. Ask me, I know, because I see them read their Torah. I come in contact with the ones that really know God. But they're not knowing, they're not accepting Jesus Christ. But I'm saying that they are secular people. A lot of them believe in witchcraft. A lot of them believe in the other gods. There's people right now in Israel that are still killing bulls and goats because they're still holding on to the old rituals. So God wants us to pray. So that's why when you see the sign said peace, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, God knows why he says that. But today we need to make sure that we understand that we got to worship the one true God. Amen. We got to worship the one true God. In closing, we might ask, what are the foreign gods of today? What are the foreign gods of today, people? The foreign gods of today, number one God, professional sports. That's a God. That's one of the foreign gods in America. Professional sport. This is America's top God at the moment, not 50 years ago, but right now. Number two, college sports. Another foreign God. I mean, people think that if I can get my son and my daughter into college sport and then they don't go to church, but they will make sure that they make every practice. Yeah. Every practice. They will not. They will put that before God. That their, that's their God number two. College sports. Then we have fame and celebrity. That's another foreign God in America. That's why we don't see a lot of um, miracles in this country. Because fame and celebrity, they got celebrities that can 
I mean, they can tell you to do anything and they do it. I remember when my daughter was little, when Michael Jackson was around, she would want me to buy his records and I said, I'm not gonna let them get rich. They're not getting my money. Yeah. I said, we're gonna listen to the music on radio. We will not be spending all this money on records. I'm like, no, no. So I'm just saying, but this is, not, this is the number three foreign gods in America. Then you got the automobiles. A man would rather stay home and wax his car on Sunday than go to church with his wife and his family. He would prefer, in other words, I don't let him get a brand new car. Or don't let him live in a neighborhood where, where nobody else have a car like him. Oh my God. Then you've got guns. I read an article the other day, just the other day. Do you understand that people are worshiping their guns? I read this article, it says, this article says a while ago, the Economics Economist magazine from the UK ran a cartoon depicting church service which was actually worshiping guns. People of God, that's right. That's another foreign God. Then you have money, riches, and wealth. And the reason why I have this separate because you've got a lot of celebrities but they're broke. They're worse off than you and I, amen. But money, riches, and wealth is another foreign God that is sought after. And the sad part about it is because we are a capitalist uh, country, so you don't even notice it now. You don't even notice it. But people put their faith in their money, in their riches. That's where, that's another God. And then you have, this is the one. This is the one, people of God. National security. Do you understand that in this country, people believe in national security more than they believe in God? Amen. They believe in anything that NSA does. They are willing to follow science over God. Amen. They are in a place, I'm talking about the people in this country, and I say this because some of our, our own people, some of our Christian people are falling into the same trap. And we gotta make up in our minds that this, not sh this shouldn't be like that. So today, as I close, I'm here to trigger you. If we as Americans would put our trust in the one true God, like the God that speaks about in Psalm 91, we would be much better off. But instead, most people putting their trust in man. We cannot put our trust in man. We've got to put our trust in the one true living God. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. The God who slung the stars into the sky. The God who walked with Adam and Eve when they were in the garden. The God who is coming back, that same Jesus that you saw went to heaven. That same Jesus is coming back for you and I. And that's the God that we, you see, but the people don't get it. Why? Because they're blind, they're deaf, and they're dumb. So today, I pray that if we're in that place, that we would ask God to forgive us, as it says in 1 John 1 and 9. Amen. 
and he will forgive you and set you free. I praise God. I hope that you enjoy this message today. Until I see you again, I love you and God bless you. Amen.